office will begin to make things right. I've traveled too far and seen too much to ignore the despair in the galaxy. Without faking Star Wars radio, there can be no balance in the Force. That's right, it's another great episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. This week, we have a product review, listener mail, some riveting commentary about Star Wars merchandise, a duel of the fakes, and of course, much more. With me today is IG69 and Teeb. Say hello, Teeb. Hello, Teeb. And how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. I, I've missed you. I, I need my big cuddly stormtrooper. Oh, it's been too long. Yes, I uh, I was staring. I have a picture of you above my bed, and that just hasn't been cutting it the last few weeks. So, well, you're always wearing that helmet, so I just have to use my imagination. Yeah, yeah. Well, you see, underneath the helmet actually is another helmet, so that's why it doesn't matter actually if I'm wearing it or not. That's exactly how it is in my imagination. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Um, you've been doing a little traveling. You were uh, on the outer moons of Bespin, from what I understand, for some kind of celebration. Yes, uh, that is the rumor. Uh, we were there um, celebrating our, our 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 matrimonials, and uh, I am sorry, I am off the market now, ladies. I am still one hundred percent gorgeous. Don't forget the men. But, well, yeah. Everybody. I'm off and limits for everybody. For I'm pretty tauntauns, sure my, uh, for huts, for rancors, you are not available. I am not available. I'm off the market forever. <laughs> Very good. Well, we give you congratulations for that. So, uh, And if you go on to our uh, website, you can see that we are selling T-shirts. And if you have been married in the uh, last month, you can type in the code word uh, goober and you'll get a free one percent discount off of every t-shirt over any order over 100 t-shirts so buy 100 get one percent discount if you've just gotten married that's very generous have you taken advantage of that offer uh Teeb? um I, i'll buy i've already bought several things that have my wonderful face on them so i, I don't care what the price is i'll pay a, a million space bucks well, we do have a lot of great new designs, wonderful for the holidays, and I just wanted to let people know there is a sale going on, an actual not fake real sale. Um, and this sale's going through, uh, believe, until December 13th, um, and then again from December 15th to the 17th. So you got a few days in there where you can get some great deals. Uh, $14 t-shirts, everything is on sale though. That means $35 hoodies, $22 phone cases, all kinds of great stuff for the holiday season merchandising merchandising that's right and you know that actually uh is apt because this entire episode is sort of loosely themed around merchandising nice so, yes must um, like we planned it or something well a little bit it's been a busy month here in faking star wars land but we try to put a few minutes of thought into this episode so <laughs> <laughs> yeah well um you know that uh that leads me into um, our next uh, segment, which is an actual product review. And I hope that the delivery man arrived with your uh, your shake. Um, we're, we're reviewing Dex's Diner's Life Day shakes here. Uh, this is a new product available in Star Wars land. Uh, did you get your shake, Teeb? Uh, go check the door. Some, it might, it let me might go, be out there let in me the go Let me go check the, the door real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been enjoying my shake um, 
for the last uh, 20 minutes. It's a very large shake, hand-whipped by Dex himself with four hands, so it's extra creamy. Um, did you find it there, Teeb? No, I had some um, some steaks, but not any shake. Uh, oh, let me no see shakes. if I can... I do. I do think that we actually uh, purchased one of those the other oh, day, okay. though. You do have one, so maybe it's in the refrigerator. Yeah, I, I do. I just don't think that they delivered it because that would just be weird. Somebody delivering me a shake to my door, I would never accept the shake. I mean, you're a lot braver than I am, I guess. Well, I ordered it, so I was expecting it. Yeah, but a shake? Absolutely. When you try it, you'll know why you need to have delivery. There were a lot of boys in the yard, so that would explain that. <laughs> well, Dex's shake is creamy, made with the finest organic, unpasteurized bantha milk. And uh, I guess from what I hear, the spices in it are designed to give you that feeling of life day. Um, it was just a wonderful, comforting flavor. And they're uh, shipped in all the way from the uh, outer moons of Kessel. Really? Kessel? Yeah. yeah. So what do you think of the shake? I can taste, I can taste the slavery. The slavery, yes. Every uh, every shake is made with the blood, sweat, and tears of slaves, um, and I find that to be, you know, a, a little bit disappointing. I didn't take Dexter Jetster to be a kind of slave driver, but on the other hand, you don't want to judge people too harshly for things that they're forced to do for economic reasons. He does have a lot of those hands, so he has to a lot, of, probably a lot of mouths to feed with that all those hands that he has. Yeah. So the Life Day Shake, it's only available for a limited time. Uh, you know, for me, this kind of um, product uh, product marketing strategy always left me with a bad taste in my mouth because if I enjoyed the product, then I feel like I have to go out and get it every day. And then what happens is I experience that, you know, law of uh, diminishing returns, you know, where each time I try it, it gets a little worse because I, I've had to try it so frequently. Well, I found that if you put hot sauce in anything, it helps. Oh, okay. I'll have to try that with this one. That might be a good suggestion for next year's Life Day uh, Dexter Jetster Shake. Um, good. Well, uh, we, we're going to start doing more of these product reviews. Uh, if you have an idea for one, you can definitely get it to me at DuperStorm on Twitter. Or what's your Twitter, Teeb? My Twitter is uh, new. I'm new to Twitter now. Uh, finally, I am on Twitter. And uh, my Twitter is Teeb Rontor. That is T E E B R O N T R. Great. Teeb Rontor. Good. And for people who insert an E in there, there's a special place in hell for you for your poor spelling skills. This is true. Because I wanted to spell it Rontor, like you know R O N T E R, but I realized that you don't you don't need that extra letter. No, there's actually an apostrophe after mm -hmm. the T. And um, between the T and the R, but Twitter uh, are are stupid. They haven't figured out the edit feature yet, and they haven't figured out how to put apostrophes or any really cool characters uh, in usernames. So I have now, to does make that do apostrophe represent like a, a difficult to make sound in your native language that you can't really transcribe into English? I could, but uh, I will ask the listeners to please be advised that it is um, probably going to be rather loud. Okay. And obnoxious. So if they are ready, I will at this time give them the apostrophe noise. So is this like a Ooh. Sorry. Oh, can I have that one more time? 
this is the noise. Oh, that was the noise. Oh, okay. No, th- th- this is the noise. Oh, okay. It- it's coming up. Oh. It's going to be rather loud, so I'm just telling anybody that has, you know, these in th- that it's listening to us very closely, intimately with their ears that they might want to, you know. Or with their nostrils. Whatever. Whatever they need. Here's the noise. Ah, okay. That sounded like an uvular, ejective, uh, egressive fricative to me. Is that how they describe it? No, they they describe it like I just went. Oh, okay. Great, great. Well, if you'd like to get at uh, Teeb or myself, um, we're there waiting for your ideas. And uh, don't forget to check out any new developments in product leaks on the website, fakingstarwars.net. Do all of the fakes Do all of the fakes So, Teeb, it's time for everyone's favorite Star Wars-related comedy satire game, Duel of the Fakes. That's right, Duper. (laughs) And I, the mighty Teeb, have a duel for you this time. Wow, my expectations have been subverted. I am all about subversion. I learned it from Rian, Ryan, Rain, Ryan Johnson. I think it's Johnson. Yes, there's a schwa in there, I believe. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this is our little Sithmas present for you. Because you never get to do the Duel of the Fakes. You always know all the answers, and it doesn't seem fair to me that you always get to know all the answers, and you never get to play. So it's kind of like how Alex Trebek never gets to play the Jeopardy. I think that it would be nice for you to be able to play the Duel of the Fakes. Oh, I have this thing in my eye now that I'm feeling, but I I can't wipe it away because of my helmet. I think it might be a tear. That's okay. I'm I'm happy that we're that we're um, um, pleasing you, um, but this theme for this duel is actually inspired by you. Really? That's right. The theme is stormtroopers. Oh wow, fantastic! Well, I, if I don't get this one, then I'm going to have to face some serious dire consequences. That's true because you're the master, and now maybe I am the master. I don't know. I, I, I'll just say I'm the master. I think that sounds better. I'm the master. So deal with it. This time. Anyway. Teeb the master Ronter. Yes. Ronter. Her. Yes. <laughs> Careful, you're going to get a hernia if you say your name too many more times. It's kind of like Beetlejuice. If I say it three three times in one night, then I explode. And I have to like put myself together like T2 and it's a whole thing and it takes like 12 minutes. And Oh, gosh. It's faster than Deadpool, but not much. Speaking, of, aren't they making a Beetlejuice sequel? I know this isn't a theme or part of the the dual tip for this week, but I thought that is a done deal. Uh, they've been talking about that for a long time, and um, supposedly it would be in Hawaii. Which, hmm. if they can't get Alec Baldwin, though, eh? Yeah, I mean he's always punching people. They just got to get him in between fights on the streets. You know, they should have him fighting bums on the streets. That would be entertainment. Well, who who was Alec Baldwin in the original Beetlejuice? He's the guy. He's one of the the uh, not the Dietzes. That's the names that I always forget. The Dietzes are the ones that move in. It's the 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 dorks that lived there before the the, the ghosts. The ones oh, that oh, he's one of the ghosts. Right, 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 right. Because like Michael maker. Keaton was Beetlejuice. 
Yes, Michael Keaton was a fantastic Beetlejuice, yes. Will they be able to peel Winona Ryder off the ceiling for being so high for the last 30 years? <laughs> well, if you watched her when she was receiving her Emmy, she looked completely out of her mind, but that's what I love about her. She oh, is utterly insane. Yeah, she's on the Stranger Things too, I think, isn't she? They just actually film her like in her house, and they've basically built this whole fake show around her. Is that right? Wow. It's like an intervention. Nobody's told her. Crazier things have been done. Stranger things have been done. (laughs) Stranger things, yes. Well, she was just in a movie with uh, Keanu Reeves called Destination Wedding that I did watch. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, that sounds really gross. I already have an upset (laughs) stomach. And I didn't bring my bucket in here to the studio with me, so. (laughs) Well, you got that shake. I think that might help help it go down a little. Are you ready for the duel? I am excited. I'm on the edge of my seat. Well, don't fall off. (laughs) I do have one thing to say, too. Uh, We will be making the Duel of the Fakes uh, available at home. There's going to be a a, a board game version that you can play um, a grand total of one time. And um, make sure that you check out FakingStarWars.net because that will be available probably in time for Sithmas. So stay tuned. Excellent. Sorry. Here we go. I gotta, I gotta, I, I don't know what magic you use to try and trick people. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it the way I say it. Go for it. So the first possibly fake but maybe true story comes from the Hoosier State. Do you know what the Hoosier State is? Well, I have to confess, I have spent a good deal of time in the Hoosier State in the past. Uh, it's that state in between the armpit of Gary, Indiana, on the on one side and the the butthole of Cincinnati, Ohio on the other side, right? <laughs> I believe so. I believe that's exactly how it's the, uh, described, actually. I've heard uh, property Hackman, values are low exactly there, though. Says. So if you're looking to buy a home, I've heard Indiana is the place to go. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, a local sign maker in the Hoosier State and prop builder has created a Stormtrooper armor costume for a horse to wear uh, as part of the 501st Stormtrooper Corps during... Uh, themed parades in downtown Indianapolis. That's the first. During during what parade fake. was it? Any of the different themes. Oh, the Halloween parade. Oh, okay. He's he's very popular with the mayor. You know, he has a, like a little bit of an in with the mayor. The mayor's like a huge Star Wars fan. Huge. Huh. Okay. That one sounds possible. I I know that there are parades in Indianapolis. I've never been to one, but it sounds like it could be. There are parades. Yeah, I mean, people still do parades, right? I mean, I'm, I I haven't done a parade in forever, but we have the boat parade over here. So oh, okay. that's pretty exciting. Because, you know, we're like a, a peninsula. Peninsula, yes. <laughs> yes. So that's the first possibly fake, possibly fake, fake story. So a horse trooper, basically. Yeah. Now, what are the rules so, here? I have actually never been clear on that. Can I actually search the internet while we're doing this or not? That seems against the rules. You could if you're a giant puss. Okay. I'm not going to do that. I'll, I'll you're not, rely though. only I mean, on my wits. Yes. Only You'll only have what you, you know, only what you take with you is what you have in this ah, game. Ah, so. I like it. Only what you take with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, if you snap your fingers and 17 different versions of Ray appear, that's on you, buddy. I don't know what they put in that shake. That happens every night. 
Well, I mean, I hope so. So next, are you are you ready for the next one? I guess still, so. Still I'm still reeling about this one? horse trooper idea. Okay. Just yeah. marinate on it a bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead. Hit me with number two. All right. So next, we take a step back to the production of The Force Awakens. When nerd aficionado and filmmaker Kevin Smith visited the set of The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. the sight of the new First Order Stormtrooper armor brought him to tears. That one sounds almost too familiar. It just, it's it sounds like something I've heard, but I just, it doesn't sound quite right. Like, I, I remember that he uh, went into the Millennium Falcon. Like, I feel like that story was taken and twisted in some small way to trick me. I could be wrong, but I'm not sure. So I'm going to hold off on that one for now. Is that your final answer? No, not yet. I got to hear the third one because uh, you know I know you guys really want to trip me up here, so I've got to use all my all my creativity. This is true. We're very like you know evil people, Yeah, that's what, that's what we do. We, yes. we try to hurt people all the time. Well, that's why you have no friends and you have to record podcasts with me. This is true. I, <laughs> but I heard we just had a thousand um, uh, downloads. So yep, yep. I don't know. Like Things if we were, were porn, um, you know, webcam chicks, that would be sad. But for what we do, that's pretty that's pretty impressive. We are a narrow market, but the fans that are out there, tried and true. I mean, I can't tell you how many uh, complaints I'd be getting that we've had a few weeks without an episode. That's good. That means that they love us. They miss us. They want us. They need us. Yep. <sighs> All right, and we so enjoy Horse it. Trooper. Uh, what's his name? Um, the director guy. Uh, Oh, come on. The big guy from, from Clerks, right? Kevin Smith. Oh, Kevin so Smith. Kevin yes. Smith shedding a tear, okay, at the, at the new First Order armor, okay. Mm-hmm. And what's the third one? The third one, the final story that could be true or it could be fake. When Princess Leia called Luke Skywalker too short for a stormtrooper in her new hope, she was actually wrong. Mark Hamill is actually the same height as John Boyega, who plays Finn, FN2187. Who, as you know, is a stormtrooper in the sequel trilogy, making Luke a fine height for a stormtrooper. Wow, that's a doozy. So not only do I have to know the heights of both of them, but I have to know, huh? Gosh, this is a lot harder than I thought. Why did I ever torture you guys with this every week? <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you have such low self-esteem. <laughs> hey, speak for yourself, buddy. I'm gorgeous. Yeah, at least I look good. So I gotta pick <laughs> the one that's bright, true, right? I, I look good. I mean, that's the hard part—the real fake, fake, right? What's that? I gotta pitch. I got. I have to pick the fake, fake, right? The, that's correct. 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 <sighs> the horse trooper. That sounds a little ridiculous. I. I just. I've never seen too much in the way of. Uh, the 501 in Indiana in my time that I've I've been through there and just I just can't see somebody going to all the trouble to deck a horse out in in stormtrooper gear especially in Indiana maybe in LA or New York or someplace like that. Um, well, let me let me let me let me do what you always do to me. Yeah. And to us. I'm going to remove one. Okay. Good. Okay, yeah. I'm going to get rid of one and tell you that it's a f- fake story. Okay. It's the, not a fake fake, it's a fake story. The first one is fake, right? Okay. The one that I'm going to remove 
is the Kevin Smith one because I do feel like you have heard that story because it's yeah. about the Force Awakens. Right. So so tell me again, was it when he saw the Millennium Falcon that he got a tear in yes. his eye? Yeah. That was when he – so I'm basically getting rid of the one that you already nailed. So now uh-huh. it's between the horse stormtrooper armor. Right. Or the too short to be a stormtrooper. Well, see, now I think I have the upper hand because if you had removed number one, then I would have thought that you were faking me like doing a double fake on number two and that it actually was true and that my memory was bad because I don't trust my memory. So I would have chosen two as the fake fake, but now I'm not so sure. Uh, the head games. Uh, you know, I think I think I'm going to choose number, gosh, how tall is Mark Hamill? Yeah, let's let's go ahead. You know, just because I what the heck? Number three, I think it's true. They're the same height. Why not? Just just throwing it out there, huh? Just yeah, yeah. Just slinging fl- slinging spaghetti at the Death Star. You know, I don't. All know. right. You are correct, sir. Yeah, look at me. I'm one for one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Is it right? Well. So, so it's actually true from a certain point of view. Mm-hmm. So Mark Hamill actually debunked this 40-year-old mystery when he tweeted out that his vintage Kenner Luke Skywalker action figure is exactly the same size as the Kenner Stormtrooper action figure of the FN-2187. Is that right? And how tall are they actually in real life, I wonder? They Five are... 10, maybe? In real life, they are... I will tell you in just a second. Yeah, I used to know a guy who was borderline Osbergers or um, autistic. <laughs> he, he, he was like Osbergers? Asperger's Asperger's. syndrome. Asperger's, Asperger's. <laughs> it's actually know. worse, but yeah. Yeah, Asperger's sounds worse, but I had like an Asperger with my personality disorders. Um, but like he could tell you the age and the height of every single person on IMDb. Like – it was unbelievable. You just call him up and you'd be like, "Yeah, that's uh, you know, um, uh, Penelope Cruz. She's five foot nine, and she was born in whatever time." It was unbelievable. Wow. So, we need him on the show for now. So, I, I believe so. Yeah. Although he'd probably get all the faking, fake. He'd be killer at duel with fakes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Definitely. It was only height and age, though. Like he didn't know anything else about anybody. So yeah, that's what you need to know nine. about all your celebrities. You know how old they are and how tall they are, in case you want to like, I don't know, come up behind them and choke them out. I I don't I don't know why you would need that or make a suit right. for them. Maybe you want to make a suit out of like, uh, you know, Wookie fur or something like that for them and give it to them, which would also creep them out. By the way, I'm pretty sure celebrities don't like it when you approach them and you give them things that you made out of other people. Generally not. So so it looks Generally. like it looks like Hart Hamill is five nine and so is Boyega. Um, interesting. Well, I'm going by the the action figures because that is canon, and right. it's well, three point eight three two inches and three point eight oh two inches. So okay. he's actually a little taller than the stormtrooper. So okay, Adam Driver is six foot two. He's the same height as Stormtrooper. So huh. uh-huh. I'm also just... six two. Are so you really? Oh wow. Yes, okay. uh, six two connection here. Yes, the forces have uh, lined. Carrie Fisher, interestingly enough, was only five foot one, which is almost small enough to be able to play an Ewok, but she was not in the um, correct union for that. So, 
Ah, they're yeah. real strict about that, you know. The Ewok Union, like the midgets who played the Ewoks, can I say midget or not? Um, they have a strict no. four foot nine and below <laughs> clause in their union contract. So, ah, yeah, she couldn't even. Well, do it for okay, free. so you got that. You got that right. You got the uh, the the stormtrooper height right, and I got rid of the Kevin Smith thing. So, do you want to hear about the? thing that goes down over there in the Hoosier State? I'd love to, absolutely. Is there something that's loosely related to or something? There is, as a matter of fact. I found oh, this wow. one. I found this one, and I was very excited. This is the whole thing that started this. I found this, and I said, we need to do this for oh, you. Brilliant, brilliant. So this is actually a guy in Indiana, and I'm, I'm going to give him a plug because I think what he does is fantastic. Sure. He makes AT-AT armor for horses. No, that's amazing. Yes. Wow. Where where yes. can we find this guy? I mean, is he online on Twitter? Yeah, he, he yeah he is. I found him on Facebook actually, but his um his website is called Mike's Tiny Shop dot com. Wow. And I, I was thinking at some point we might even try to get him on the podcast if possible. Because, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm gonna he give does him a really amazing work. Absolutely. So so he does. Um, I mean, he he's been doing this just for. Is in Martinsville, Indiana. You know, Martinsville, Indiana is in between Bloomington and Indianapolis, kind of down south there. Not a lot going on in Martinsville, Indiana, so I can see how he <laughs> developed his interests. So that is yes. brilliant. Yeah, I have seen those dog costumes. I mean, talking about merchandise, like those the things you can buy for Christmas that you can put on your dog that make it look like an ATDT or like for Halloween or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. But never for horses. That's been a species that's been prejudiced against up until now. So thank you, Mike. And and yeah. I see on the front page here he's got some also some other kinds of movie movie related mm-hmm. masks and things he's made and all kinds of stuff. So Absolutely. Mike, if you're out there and if you're a listener, uh, thanks for being part of a duel of the fake unwittingly. Yeah, he didn't know about it yet, so <laughs> I'll be letting him know though now. <laughs> Great, and my first victory. I'm batting a thousand, which is a first in uh, duel of the fakes lore. So it's never been done. Ah, okay. Great. Not by me, that's for sure. <laughs> I think you're doing better than IG, though. I mean, you you tend to sniff him out a little bit better than IG. He's uh he's a little too trusting, I think. Well, he's always you know he's out assassinating people. I yeah. have a lot more free time on my hands. His mind's occupied, you know. Yeah. All right, great. Well, uh, thanks for a fantastic edition, and we look forward to to many more. Um, I think that uh, you know basically. Uh, Duel of the Fakes has become our staple segment on the podcast, but if you have ideas for other ones, please let us know. Uh, there's all kinds of games that we're looking to add, so this is all about you, the listener. I have to tell you, somebody tried to steal Duel of the Fakes from us. Really? And it is a podcast that I enjoy listening to very much, and they are also hurting because they are uh, a little tired of their their bit that they do at the end. So they were reaching out to listeners and asking them for help on what they might do at the end. And somebody came up with two truths and a lie. And I went, wait a minute, where have I heard this before? Now, wait, where was it you heard this? Uh, it's a, it's a podcast that I enjoy very much called more gooder than, Oh, more gooder. Their than. grammar right. is sure. is fantastic. Yeah, more gooder than's a good podcast. They they don't do just Star Wars though, right? I mean, they do all kinds of stuff. No, no, this wasn't yeah. Star Wars. So I mean, like again, it was two it was two truths and a lie. And I don't think they're going to end up using that bit, but it was it was it was funny to me because it's it's dual the fakes, but dual the fakes is it's 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 our it's our thing. 
and we do it better than anybody. Yeah, it's been patented many times over. So, yeah, right, we, we don't want to get our lawyers, our space lawyers, on them. Uh, you know, they're <laughs> they're vicious. They're 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 horrible, horrible people. They 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 will tear you limb from limb. So yes, and they always have the high ground. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh gosh, yes. There's always a bigger one too. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, Teeb, our sponsor this week is Mandalore the Stylish. Can you tell us a little bit about them? Of course. Uh, Mandalore the Stylish is one of the finest crafters of Mandalorian armor in the Outer Rim territories, and they have reinvented Mandalorian basics. Mandalorian basics. Wow. Mandalore the Stylish's Mandalorian armor is not only stylish, but also comfortable, durable, and most importantly, antimicrobial, which means you won't get all smelly while bounty hunting and assassinating. You know, they actually utilize clever design, exceptional fabrics and metals, and easy shopping. It's it's easy shopping using their website. It's it's and it's it's simple to remember. It's mandalorethestylish.com. mandalorethestylish.com. And it couldn't be easier, you know, you just uh, you just log in on there and you can see their whole inventory. So it is super simple. Uh, actually, I just bought, uh, using their website, a classic Crusader armor for my niece for uh, Christmas. Uh, oh, wait. I, you know, actually, she listens to this podcast. Oh, dear. Um, can you just, like, edit that out? So she won't be ruined. The surprise won't be ruined. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it in post uh, if I have time. But um, you know, anyway, shopping on this site is a breeze, and they offer a money back guarantee if you're not satisfied with your Mandalorian purchase. You know, aside from armor, they also offer underwear, socks, T visor helmets, and much, much more. I personally am wearing a Mandalorian thong, and it is very nice and silky. <laughs> And they use the finest Gungan silk. Now, did you know that, Tooper? I did not, Teeb. The finest Gungan silk. Um, you know, I'm going to have to probably throw out my whole collection of thongs and replace them with Mandalorian ones for Christmas. If you order now from MandaloreTheStylish.com and use promo code GOOBER, that's G-O-O-B-E-R, you can get 10% off. Once again, use promo code GOOBER when you check out to get 10% off your order. And if you spend over 1,000 credits, you get a complimentary Mandalorian mood ring. What colors does that turn? brownish green i don't know yeah i mean it, it's amazing you know is the mandalorian armor is fairly colorful but it's actually kind of muted in its colors like there's no super bright oranges or reds or anything like that i guess there are some reds but well sabine wren again she has really colorful armor oh so. that's true right well if you include all that yeah i guess you can find anything then Can't all that nonsense right right uh, Dave boba, boba fett will only was the only mandalore in my heart so um, yes. Great. Well, very nice. And uh, thanks for being our sponsor. Go on over there and pick up yourself some lovely, lovely uh, sartorial purchases for your wardrobe. And on with the show. Um, Mandalore the stylish. <laughs> Mandalore the stylish. Yeah, I think they need to work on their jingle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
uh, although, they get what they pay for. Although if if they yeah, I mean they they could employ your skills to record a real professional version, I'm sure. So, <laughs> so um, this next bit is a new bit that we're doing here for the first time. And basically, Teeb, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to discuss a, a leak in the Star Wars canon universe, and then we're going to run it through our fake-a-meter. Now, do you, have you ever heard of what the fake-a-meter does? No, but if you give me a little bit of... What is it? Well, in this world, with so many opinions and information overlord overload, sorry from the overlords of the galaxy. Um, because of so much information overload, it can be very difficult to discern uh, whether something is fake or true. We run into this problem all the time on Reddit where we're posting these amazing true leaks, and people think just because it's coming from faking Star Wars that they aren't true. Well, we uh, realized this is a real problem and causing people a lot of consternation, so we invented the fake meter. It's a machine that you just plug into the wall, and you shove your uh, fake or non-fake leaks into the fake meter and it has a few algorithms that it runs and spits back a result to let you know how fake this potential leak or news is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Just it's... plug it into the wall? Yeah, yeah, it works great. It's a proprietary software. Can we it use it on It works on Mac or, or uh, Windows. Can we use it on Congress? Ooh, well then, I, I mean, the the fake meter has a threshold, and it doesn't go beyond that. So, we'd have to redo our whole algorithm there. I think. Oh, uh, yeah, we don't want to blow it up the first time you use it. That's right. true. Right. We wouldn't want to blow it in all in one go. So, um, well, this leak is about Cyber Monday. Uh, did you do any cyber shopping last week after uh, Turkey Day? No, I did a lot of sleeping. Okay, well, this uh, juicy info, it, it relates to Cyber uh, Monday, um, and it's totally free, and you're going to be scratching your head or your money back, because this is a leak so bizarre, it may just be true. This is why we need the machine. So um, take a break from doing all your online shopping and pick up on this latest leak, okay? Now, before I share this, I must let you know that this may actually be the plot of Episode Nine. So before you read this, you know, uh, and get excited, before you listen to this, sorry, um, you, you're going to have to make sure that you uh, really want to know because it could actually be the whole plot. Are you ready for that, Teeb, or would you kill me if I was right? So basically what you're saying is this is a spoiler alert. Well, it could be a spoiler. But, but see, you can only do a spoiler alert if you know it's a spoiler. In this case, it's a potential spoiler alert. So let's I'm go ready. on and see what the fake meter says. Okay. So basically it says that Ray is made of uh, force-sensitive clay. Yeah. Okay. Emperor Sheev Palpatine researched this force clay as a way to try to achieve immortality, bringing people back from the dead, etc., etc. So when you make people with this clay plus the force, they can be brought back from the dead. And he couldn't actually figure it out... Uh, you know, perfectly. Um, and so his first idea was to wake up the clay and it caused tremors in the force with mass murder and sacrifice. And so that's why he had, you know, such a, an obsession with like super weapons. Like that's why they built two death stars. That's why they did all this because he was trying to like, I guess, create a tremor in the force so that he could make the clay with the, with the clay. 
like Plato, like basically, Force Plato. Basically, yeah, this is Resurrection Plato. Resurrection Plato. Okay. Yeah. And so this is sort of, I guess, his plan and the reason why he destroyed many planets, you know, in the uh, original trilogy. Um, but then I guess somehow in between the uh, original trilogy and the sequel trilogy, things backfired. And this led to the creation of Rey and Snoke. Interesting. Yeah. So Rey and Snoke are molded from the same clay, force-sensitive clay. Yeah, like they're kind of love children, I guess. That's horrifying. Yeah. So I guess it's assumed like that Rey is Luke's force child, but Snoke is also? That would explain uh, why Rey has such daddy issues. It would. It would. Um so yeah, I mean, there's a little bit more here, but the the basic idea is 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 that. And then um, going on, the leak says that uh, you know Kylo is attempting to resurrect Vader. Of course, uh, Ray got on Jakku under the protection of Lor Santeca, um, you know, and she accidentally killed her her parents um, out of anger when they left her there. So. You know, you have heard that possible leak that Ray killed her parents. Well, this one, uh, you know, confirms that as well. So, interesting. And then I guess uh, Ray uh, and Kylo. Kylo manages to resurrect Vader, but Raider, Vader, Raider. Did I say Raider? Uh, Raiders of the Lost movie. Uh, <laughs> Vader then resurrects Padme, and so it just becomes like this kind of ridiculous Russian doll situation. Hmm. To me, it sounds more like Clash of the Titans. Hmm. Interesting. Where the gods create the clay people. Well, let's plug it into the fake meter and see what we get, because both you and I are biased, so. That's true. I'm very biased. Okay, the fake meter has spoken, Teeb. What do you think it's going to tell us? It's, it's completely true. It says that this leak is ridiculous. Oh, I see ridiculous. What they did there. Yeah. So very implausible, not likely to be true, I guess. So <sighs> better luck Man, next time. I was time. really looking forward to that. Yeah, I wanted I to see a, a clay Padme. Yeah, that just seems a little bit strange. I mean, we've never heard of magical clay in Star Wars before, and to bring that in in the last episode seems a bit weird. I don't know. I could totally see J.J. Abrams doing something like that, though. Yeah, he did kind of with Lost, right? He went back to nothing, like no. started from scratch, like with these two white, the white and black guy, right? It was um, ridiculous. Yeah, so... Well, we'll see. We'll have to wait another entire year, so that's why this bit is probably going to become a fairly regular staple on the show, because we'll have a lot of fakes to discuss. Absolutely. So, great. All right. Well, I'll put the fake meter away. You know, it gets a little hot if it's left out in the sunlight for too long, so. Yes. Patent, patent. Yeah.
And we're back. Uh, Teeb had to rush out of the studio because some Jawas had actually broken down his car and lifted it and taken off the hubcaps. Uh, hopefully he'll be back next week. But with me in the studio now is none other than the assassin droid IG-69. IG, it's great to have you back. How are you? Good to be back, uh, Storm Duper. How are things? Yeah. We're ready for Life Day here at FakingStarWars.net. Um, we're prepared for our great celebration this year. How do you like to celebrate it? Oh, um, uh, personally, I like to uh, climb into a treehouse and uh, make Wookiee sounds for a couple hours. Ooh, that's a spectacle to behold. Well, um, IG, we have a poll to uh, go over. Now, you are aware that around the holiday season, there are a lot of new movies that hit the cinema. You actually do leave your dungeon every once in a while to go out into society, right? Uh, we'll go with theoretically, sure. Okay, well, there are a lot of movies coming out in the next year that are highly anticipated. And Willie Bobo from Faking Star Wars, you can follow him on Twitter, at Faking Star Wars, he put up a poll that says... Which film trailer are you most excited for? And the choices are the Frozen 2 trailer, teaser, I guess it is. It's not a full trailer. The Episode 9 teaser, Avengers 4, and Spaceballs 2, The Schwartz Awakens. Ooh. So, yeah, some good choices. Uh, did you see Frozen? I did see Frozen, yes. I've never seen it. I've only heard people talk about it. Um, now, how does that fit into uh, Star Wars canon? Is that sort of what happened to Han Solo in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi? No, it's actually a story about uh, Princess Leia's stepmother. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, uh, Frozen 2 seems like it's highly anticipated. Uh, which one do you think people are most excited about? Uh... I'm going to be probably uh, Frozen 2, uh, though uh, I was wondering about the Spaceballs um, uh, uh, trailer there. Isn't it Spaceballs 2, The Search for More Money? Well, that's what they said. It's Now it's been retitled, you know, how Hollywood is with the, Sh the Schwartz Awakens, hmm. The Search for More Money. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, actually, it's a very close call between and, – and we have a lot of votes here too. So it's not like we're talking about, you know uh, – three people there's actually been um you know dozens at least of five. votes yeah it's only been up for about a day there's been a lot of votes um i think over 50 uh so you know this is statistically significant data that we're dealing with um with 34 percent just by a gungan hair is Spaceballs too and then hmm. episode nine with 33%, Avengers four, and then in lowly last place is the Frozen 2 teaser. No love for Elsa. I think we are hitting a specific demographic here. Well, it's possible, but you know, Willie Bobo is followed by all kinds of people. So it's hard to say. Mostly government operatives. Yes. So there you go. Uh time for time for um Time for some great reflection on those poll results. And if you have any ideas for other polls, please hit me up at DuperStorm or Willy Bobo at Faking Star Wars, and we'll ask your questions to the Twitterverse. Galactic Faking News. Well, IG, you know what that sound is. It's time for Galactic Faking News. The galaxy's premier source of fake news. Yes, absolutely. 
Um, this week, our source uh, comes to us from FakingStarWars.net, actually. This is an article written by one of our contributors, LinkVoxAmillion. And the title of this article is that Dominic Moynihan reveals his Star Wars Episode Nine character. Do you know who Dominic Moynihan is? Uh, let's just say I don't. Okay. So we can explain to the listeners. Well, he uh, was in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I believe he played Pippin, if you recall. Um, mm-hmm. And he was uh, he was also in this television show that uh, you may have heard a very obscure show called Lost. You lost me. Yes. So um, he's been one of J.J. Abrams' favorites for a while, and so it's not a surprise that he's going to be in Star Wars Episode Nine. But up to now, we don't really have any idea who uh, he's going to be playing. And uh, this character has been securely stuffed into J.J.'s mystery box. But now, the former Hobbit has finally taken to social media to reveal his character in the final entry of the Skywalker saga. Is it a Jawa? It's close. It's not a Jawa. But uh, Dominic Moynihan, actually, his Twitter is Dom's Wild Things, by the way, which is a terrible Twitter handle. But his Twitter handle, uh, his he tweeted, um, Baby Chewie goes camping. And it's a picture of him in a zip-up hoodie like uh, in the style of Chewbacca with a bandolier and everything. And uh, fortunately, Faking Star Wars UK was able to sit down with him at a vegan pub in Yorkshire to get some elaboration on what this cryptic tweet might have meant. Would you like to hear what he had to say, IG? Oh, I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath. Well, he said that he's playing a Wookiee in Star Wars Episode Nine, But mm. not just any Wookiee, but a pygmy Wookiee. I kid you not, I will be portraying Chewbacca's son, Lumpy, and I will be speaking. Apparently, I will be the only Wookiee who can speak Galactic Basic. I gotta tell you, mate, I'm bloody stoked for the release, and everyone can see me as a Wookiee, not just wearing a furry zippy. So, so he's going to be Lumpy, and somewhere between the holiday special and now, he's learned Galactic Basic. That's right. Even though, um, according to most uh, canon, Wookiees lack the anatomical features necessary to produce basic, he has somehow been able to figure it out. Cosmetic surgery? Gift of gab? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe he finally fell off that railing and uh, hit his head and just woke up speaking it perfectly. I mean, I have heard of cases of people having strokes and waking up only able to speak in a Chinese accent. So it makes sense, I guess, if you look at it from that perspective. Yeah, well, stranger things have happened. So, uh, but wait, so he's playing a short Wookiee. So yeah, a pygmy. Like, Lumpy, Lumpy would be fully grown at this point. Well, maybe it's so, sort of like a Benjamin Button situation where they grow backwards. But he was already small. Oh, well, yeah. Then he'd that. be itchy. Okay. Well, maybe that's the point. Maybe he's gonna he's gonna transmute his consciousness into Itchy as part of the climactic final scene. Uh. Which would be weird and awesome. <laughs> it, it really would be. 
So, um, you know, thinking about the merchandising for Dominic Moynihan's character, Lumpy, with that bandolier uh, zip-up sweatshirt, would you go out in public with a hoodie like that? I don't think I would. No? I think it would suit you. It would uh, soften your kind of profile a bit. I'm hairy enough that I don't I don't need the the hoodie. You can Just shave, the bandolier. We could shave the Death Star into your back hair. Is that what you're saying, IG? Absolutely. Wow, wow. The thought of that just makes me feel like there's acid in the back of my mouth. Yeah, well, well I've already got um, uh, Alderaan shaved on my butt, so... Oh, it, it really? Works. Okay. Family show, IG, family show. No mention of shaving um, allowed. Uh, great. Well, anyway, that's uh, Galactic Faking News for you, and we'll see you with another edition of that soon. And now, a word from our sponsor... Come on down to Crazy Larry's Darkside Emporium for our Black Sith Day extravaganza. Get ready to force choke your way to savings you would murder your own younglings for. For one day only, get up to half off selected lightsabers, black robes, dark thrones, vials of Gungan tears, and so much more. So don't delay. Come and experience the amazing deals of Moraband's premier dealer in all things Sith. Enter our Black Sith Day Madness Raffle for a chance to win a romantic getaway for two aboard the fabulous new Death Star orbiting Endor. So come on down and remember, at Crazy Larry's, we are always armed and fully operational. Crazy Larry! Well, here we are, IG, and uh, the theme for this episode, you know, thinking about merchandising, we've talked a little bit about um, Spaceballs. There's that famous scene in Spaceballs where uh, you see the uh, Spaceballs, the movie, Spaceballs toilet paper, um, and of course, George Lucas himself, the maker, is famous for the way that he merchandised Star Wars. He set um, new trends and basically created entire industries. Um Thinking about your favorite uh, merchandise for Star Wars growing mm -hmm. up, like, is there one specific thing that you can point to that was, like, your favorite Star Wars item of merchandise? Well, like, I never, uh, I didn't get a lot of Star Wars toys and stuff um, when, when little, I was a kid. My friends had it, and... Uh, little robotic I IG never Wars, got Christmas presents? I had the Star Wars bed sheets and a couple action figures, okay. but... Um, uh, my friend had the full AT-AT uh, walker that well, opened size. up, and you could—it it was amazing. Mm. I think that it was, was like, a carrier. It, when I went the... over to my friend's house, it was my favorite toy to play with. It was like—it was so, so good. Wasn't that uh, the, the one where you could actually store your other figures inside it? Yes, yes, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, I knew um, one person that yeah, had it was, that. It was amazing, and you could, you could walk it around, and um, you could use it as a big battle station, and— that's cool. Um, I think for me, uh, I mean, I don't want to go the route of figurines because, uh, you know, that's too easy. Uh, I mean, I would, I, I'm a little bit more classy. I'm not going to just mention a Star Wars figurine like some co-hosts might do, um, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but I would say for me, the thing that I remember most about like Star Wars merchandise growing up that made an impact on on me was my Star Wars underwear. Well, yeah, they did. They had on a lot of clothes. That's how I said I had the uh, Star Wars bed sheets. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was very memorable because you know, as a young innocent stormtrooper, 
um, I didn't realize that the print of you know Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker uh, raging a lightsaber battle on my on my underwear. I didn't realize that when I was playing baseball and those white pants that were so uh, sheer, I didn't realize that it was so see-through. So I suffered through a lot of taunts and bullying on my first baseball game when I wore the wrong pair of underwear with my uh, with my baseball shorts. So. Wait a minute. That that was like a month ago. Are you still wearing that same underwear? Look, we did say in the past. I didn't specify how recently. Well, the uh, the merchandising of uh, of uh, movies was so popular throughout the seventies and eighties. Like you don't see a lot of movie toys now. Not as much. I mean, they are made, but they're. I don't think they're played with as prolifically. For one thing, there's more variety of garbage out there, and the other thing is, I think kids' interests have changed. Uh, maybe like um, you remember when uh, the prequels came out, all the all, like the stores were filled with all of the um, uh, various um, Star Wars memorabilia that you could buy. But um, I'm well, but even other movies like RoboCop, you could get RoboCop action figures. You could get um, uh, j- j- just almost anything. But uh, now uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't. I don't hit the toy toy section very much anymore, but um, I don't I don't recall seeing any movie like you don't see like the Fifth Element toys or things like that. It's hard because uh, you know adults still play with them, and so the stores are different. Like I was in a Think Geek over the weekend, and that's like hmm. a store in the mall, you know, that a retailer that. Now they have all kinds of stuff for th- for Stranger Things. You can buy a R two D two French press coffee maker, which everyone needs in their home. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there is that product line out there for all these movies, but I think that sometimes the uh, big box stores just get sort of the basic stuff that's coming in, um, Mm. basically around the releases of movies. But if you want more specialized things, you have to go to the internet. And yeah, I've noticed like, uh, the Star Wars things, got a lot of adult themed on the merchandising, like the Star Wars ice cube maker, the Death Star ice cubes. Yes. Party platters, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of thing. Um, yeah, even even for cans. parents, like a paddle for your kids to spank them when they're annoying you while you're watching Star Wars. All kinds of things like that. So, I thought, but you don't. You have that paddle, and you don't even have kids. Well, let's not go there. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So. So Star Wars merchandise, I mean, I had a lot of the figurines. I I think I probably had over 200 different ones. I don't know how many there were total, uh, but I had some of the rare ones like Greedo, Boba Fett. I even sent away for um, Anakin. You know, they they had that first version of Anakin, um, and he was like in rags. Like it was really strange. Like he you said you had to send away for him uh, with like six uh, UPC symbols from other. Uh, other figures that you had purchased and then they sent you this other one and it it was a version of him that you never see in the movies like he's he's almost like a zombie hmm or like a mummy i guess is a better word but um so yeah that was really really a interesting character to have um what are some of the more bizarre uh instantiations of star wars merchandise that you've seen that you've looked at um i mean people spend their whole lives collecting this stuff oh uh, well i mean like bizarre i don't i don't know um i've seen i've seen a lot of uh, uh different 
different things like uh, little USB drives shaped like a Star Wars figure or um, oh, like that Yoda one uh, appliances. Yeah, like yeah, I, I have an R two D two USB. Do you really? Oh but, wow! Yeah, very good. But um, yeah, there's 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 just a lot of a uh, lot of things that they kind of just tack some sort of Star Wars something on, and uh, it's not just, really, just really everything. So like great. home appliances and stuff. So the home appliance stuff, uh, I have I have cheese plates. I had a remote control shaped like a lightsaber. Um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I would say that the the strangest thing that I have, it's not really that strange, but it's just kind of, it's like, who wanted this? Um, apparently I did because I bought them. They're actually Star Wars cufflinks. When would you wear that? Well, see, that's the thing is because if you're going to wear cufflinks, it's going to be to try to impress a lady, right? I don't think ladies are impressed by cufflinks. Like you, you would wear that with like a tuxedo at a fancy banquet or something. Right, but you're still trying to impress and you know deal wheel and deal maybe. So yeah, tuxedo or a fancy shirt uh, for a date or or an interview maybe even. And so it, they're not really very useful. I used to wear them just for fun, um, but yeah, I mean I think it's just that there's so many opportunities and the stuff is so cheap to make that they're actually. They're not going to stop until every single thing you would ever need is Star Wars. Hmm. Well, um, I think there's always a market for it. I mean, people love Star Wars stuff. I even want to invest in, like, a company that does, like, Star Wars pharmaceuticals. So, like, if you have some heart medicine or blood pressure medicine, when you buy it, it could actually come, like, you know, in the shape of an X-Wing or something that might give you, like, that little extra kick you need on the road to recovery from your illness. Do you remember when when we were kids you could get those uh, chewable vitamins? Oh, yeah, of course. I'm pretty sure they had Star Wars chewable vitamins. Yes. Now they have them with Ritalin included. Oh, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. And later, later on, I've heard that they're going to start releasing a version that has uh, opiates for for people in the Midwest as well. As you know, that oh. crisis is still going on, so it's a good opportunity to cash in on an industry that uh, up to now has been, uh, you know, just funding the pockets of drug lords. Well, I think we definitely need a Princess Leia themed uh, Coke mirror and razor blade. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one already exists, actually. <laughs> uh, well, if you have yeah. some, uh, if you have some, oh man, we are going to be bombed out of existence with that one, but I am just not, I just don't have the strength to edit that out. Just like the resistance. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, if you have any other ideas for some bizarre uh, merchandising um, or you'd like to write us in write in with your favorite uh, example of Star Wars merchandise, you can get to me at DuperStorm or uh, text uh, Willie Bobo at Faking Star Wars on Twitter. Boy, IG, you have just outdone yourself with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Carrie Fisher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Oh. I think she's rolling oh, over. Did, in did you grave. see, like, in the holiday special, did you see her Coke nail? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, Red Later Media actually did a freeze frame on it, and it was so good. It was oh, like, really? Oh, oh that's God. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, you don't notice it, but they, like, enhance, like, when she's doing the song for Life Day. 
She's yeah. got her arm around someone's shoulder or something, and like they they go in and one of her nails is just three times longer than the other one. Oh no! Now is it oh. possible that they changed it in Photoshop? Uh no no they well, there was no Photoshop on the holiday special. No, I meant the Red Letter Media. Did they like zoom in? No and... no 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 no. This 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 was this was legit. Totally this, legit. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. If, if you paid, if you really pay attention to it, like, um, like remember that they they were in between uh, movies and stuff at that point. That was just them basically coming in, throwing on the costume, and doing it. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. So, wow. If it, if it had been a movie, that she obviously would have cut that. But um, you know, it it's sense. just like she's coming in <laughs> for a one day shoot at a TV studio. So. Okay. Okay. You know they didn't really modify themselves or t- pay attention to it, and it's pretty subtle because she's not. It's not like it's a cl- there's no close up of it. You have to zoom, and then it's like, oh yeah, that's really obvious. Faking Star Wars listener mail. That sound means it's time for listener mail. Ig, are you ready to get, sure. take some questions from our listening audience? Now, um, what would you do if somebody asked you a question that was just plain stupid? Uh, what would you? How would you respond to them if, if like you were in person with them? Um, well, I'd probably belittle them. You know, maybe uh, try and lower their self-esteem. Let them know just what an idiot they are. Okay, good. Well, get ready because this question comes to us from Darth V or Darth V Tatooine, um, who writes if you could drive a pod racer or a cloud car which would you choose hmm what do you think ig drive a pod racer or a cloud car well this is a stupid question i mean a pod (laughs) racer hovers like what a few feet off the ground yeah and a cloud racer can not only hover a few feet off the ground but can also fly through the clouds and right. go faster. Presumably interstellar, right? I mean, a cloud racer, I'm sure, has a, you know, a light oh, speed Oh, yes, drive. and can go into space. Yeah. So I would um, I would definitely then choose the pod racer because it's the crappier vehicle. Sure, sure. And and we are addicted to mediocrity here on the podcast. Yes, so. yes. Yeah, and, and definitely I would want to, like, live out all my fantasies of being a young Anakin Skywalker. Great. Well, um... We have another question. This one comes to us through our Discord chat. Are you familiar with Discord? I am, yes. Yeah, so if you want, you can get on our website, uh, fakingstarwars.net, and you can actually join our Discord chat free of charge. And uh, we are on there. Someone is on there almost 24 hours a day. It's a great way to talk to other uh, fakers and uh, figure out, you know, just where your place is in the galaxy. So... And one of those Discord users, Bamboozle-8, writes us, Do you like Town Towns? Huh. Do you like Town Towns? I think he's like, trying to say something like else. It? Yeah. Do you like Lilac or? I don't know. Do you Lilac Town Towns? I mean, I guess if uh, Tauntaun is having oh, a you wedding. do Tauntauns? Oh, do you lick them? Well, I thought they would do the licking. Yeah, well, um, I I am a semi-professional tauntaun licker. <laughs> yes, that that should be an Olympic event in Star Wars Olympics. Yeah. Speaking of merchandising Star Wars in ridiculous ways, uh, what is a tauntaun tongue like? I mean, how did they how did they do that in the movies? Was it? I'm trying to remember if they had a tongue. I guess it did, right? 
It did, yes. Uh, oh, oh, re- remember? Like it sort of flops out when um, when they uh, when uh, Han kills his uh, Tauntaun. Oh, right, right. When it freezes to death, it's sort of just lying mm. there for right, right. That's right. Ooh, what a horrible thought. Um, so yes, uh, I guess. Do you like Tauntauns? Uh, Bamboozle Eight. I'm not sure where this question's coming from. In what you really want to get at, do we like them uh, in the biblical sense, or if we like them as an addition to Star Wars? I always enjoyed them. I I thought they were cool beasts because if you think about it, they're actually the first um, friendly beast in Star Wars that um, people use for you know um, getting their jobs done. Because in the A New Hope, you have the um, Oh, I can never remember the name of them. Uh, what are the, the dewbacks? The dewbacks. You have the dewbacks that the stormtroopers ride, um, but you don't have any nice animals for the rebels to use, and so the tauntauns are sort of their first good animal that they get to use. Yeah, I, I thought the design was really good, and um, they were like interesting creatures. It really worked well with Hoth. So, I mean, sure, uh, I like tauntauns. They were a they, they were a really nice addition to the movie. Now, I oh. had a Tauntaun, but there were different versions that they brought out that you could use with figurines, depending. Um, and I think the earliest version of the Tauntaun uh, did not have the little, um, the little uh, uh, kangaroo pouch, like where you could stuff your dead bodies in. Oh, the, that wasn't a kangaroo pouch. They actually just cut the Tauntaun open. Huh, huh. But like the vintage figurine had like a little oh, trap um, the door figurine, in it. They, the figurines had a had a pouch where you could put a, another smaller figurine. Yes, you could stuff like your Luke Skywalker figurine into the belly of this plastic uh, tauntaun. Yeah, the things you didn't know. Yes, I, I never had a tauntaun figurine. So um, wow, that's. Um... <laughs> it's actually kind of creepy. Yeah, it was cool. So, some of them are selling on eBay for over fifty dollars. Um, but like I said, I think it's that um, the first one did not have the pouch, and then they came out later with the trapdoor design, um, and that was the one that I had. Wow, that yeah. that's still creepy. It's like you too can stuff your action figure into the dead body of a tauntaun. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm actually remembering it wrong. It actually had a trapdoor in the top of it. So, like, you actually put the guy into the back of the Tauntaun. Oh, so it looks like he's riding the Tauntaun. Kind of, yeah, but, like, it's both his legs, so he's just kind of standing on his guts. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking a poor design choice there. I mean, just make a saddle. They Well, they definitely have have come a long way with with, uh, those kind of designs. If you get online and look at them now, you'll be absolutely amazed at the detail and stuff, so. But oh wait, great. Star Wars figurines didn't have the uh lower limb articulation like a G.I. Joe did. They were no. the the legs were all one piece, right? Yeah, and I think the arms were too. Oh yeah, yeah. They, I think you could move them up and down, but not you couldn't bend them. No, they didn't have elbows. In a galaxy far, far away, there are no elbows. Yeah, which is amazing since uh, you know, those things came out at the same time as G.I. Joe's, so yeah, the G.I. Joe's had those little screws, I guess, you know, I mean, wherever they yeah. produced them. And, and as I recall, they were a little bit more expensive, too. Mm. Did you have G.I. Joe's? Oh, lo- loads. That, oh, really? That's with the, uh, with the AT, AT walkers. We used to play, like, G.I. Joe's versus Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> well, who would always win? 
Um, yeah, it depends. It depends, yeah. I had I had the G.I. Joes, and then there were the Transformers, of course, that came later. I mean, and they never integrated. Like, it was always really important to me that they, they all played in their own separate little universes. Oh, you're always pro-segregation, so. Absolutely, a million percent. At least when it came to, uh, you know, trivial merchandise uh, toys from uh, mediocre sci-fi movies, so. Not saying Star Wars is mediocre, folks. I'm talking about the other movies, just so I don't get a bunch of hate tweets. But, all right. Well, uh, that's all for this week on on uh, listener mail. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can message me at Duperstorm or Willie Bobo at Faking Star Wars, and we'd love to respond to your questions. Well, that's all for this week. Uh, Ig, tell the listeners where they can find us. You can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at at Faking Star Wars and on Facebook at facebook.com slash real faking Star Wars. We also have a Patreon, which there are a bunch of gifts available even at the dollar level. So what a great gift for yourself or for someone else around this time of year. Buy them a year-long subscription to help make this podcast happen. Um, like I said, you can start at the dollar level, moving all the way up to uh, some gifts that you probably can't afford. Um, if you want to submit a question for us on Twitter, use the hashtag FSWRadio and we'll read it on the next episode. You can also get uh, official Faking Star Wars t-shirts and other fantastic gear on tpublic.com slash user slash Faking Star Wars. You can also get to that site from our website, fakingstarwars.net. And if you'd like to, you can follow me on Twitter at DuperStorm. And of course, you can follow me in your dreams. Make sure to follow FSW Radio on Twitter as well. And if you like what you hear and you'd like to support us, please uh, keep listening and share uh, this podcast with your friends. If you're on iTunes or another platform, leave us a five-star review and mention Goober. If you do that, we'll be sure to give you a thank you on the air. As always, stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for quality Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. And thanks to you, all our followers, for listening. May the foe be with you. See you next time.